Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Vikings versus Bears, GMG pregame show. Minnesota Vikings head to Chicago into Soldier Field to face the Chicago Bears. And the question is, is it Nick Foles or as I'm hearing rumblings this week that they might start Mitch Trubisky again? We shall find out. But first, let me introduce the cast of characters that will bring you this pregame show. To my immediate, immediate viewers right in the top spot, we have <laughs> the Bass He's Ripper, the Rooster. How you yeah. doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Ah, two-game win streak. We're going to the Super Bowl, homeboy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And also, right below me in the viewer's screen is the man from the frozen north. The one that's the drone master, the king of the jungle, Rhino. What up, boys? How you doing, Rhino? Doing good. It's a good sound effect. What the hell was that? that was... Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> what up, Rhino? Uh, it's one of them killer drones. Uh-huh. It was, hey. you know, when he's chasing deer with it or something. Yeah, they told me I can't do that. Try <laughs> it Wait, now we need a yeah. drum roll. And now, finally joining us once again, the master of disaster, the one and only, whoop, whoop, Mr. Chad Glover. It was a Huey, wasn't it? it? Sounded like a Huey. It was. How you doing, Ted? That's all I could get. Boys, I don't have any better idea. Gets a lot. Let's light this candle. Let's go. <laughs> what are we waiting? What is he waiting for? <laughs> Christ's sake! Come on, rookie. If I could get a soundtrack of a Chinook, I would. Okay. Or an MH fifty-three. Either one. That's fine. I flew Huey's in flight school, so. Mm. How about a soundtrack of Mila Kunis? Let's do that. That's probably that copyright. Works. That works. Unless you get her in the bedroom. Did you, did you not watch the Black Swan? <laughs> what? The, the Black Swan? Watching? Did you not see the Black Swan? No, I have not seen the Black Swan. Is it Dude. <laughs> see Dude. it? Are you tell me to see it? There, there's one scene you need to see in the Black Swan. Okay. Just one. I'm, I'm we'll talk off camera. camera. <laughs> <laughs> shot, that, shot that little tidbit down everybody. <laughs> Got it. Soldier right. Field, boys. Soldier Field, where we always shine. <laughs> <laughs> like a five-watt light bulb in the Astrodome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, been there. That's a unique stadium. Anyways, yes, we're at Soldier Field outside in prime time on grass or whatever their mixture of turf is. The wonderful games 
that everybody can watch and that Kirk Cousins does so well. So, the Vikings are presently, since 2020, 4-16 going into Soldier Field. It has been a house of horrors. We've come Dave, back. Dave, to- you said since 2020. They're technically 0-0. Oh, well, since 2020. Pardon, wrong. Since 2000, <laughs> pardon me, the last 20 years. Wow. That's Thanks bad. for correcting that's so that. Bad. That is bad. Today, well, this, this Sunday will be the first start of the new decade. First game of the new decade right here. Yes. Because they count them from 2010 to 2019. So right. we're starting anew, afresh, or whatever you want to call it. And it's time that's to awesome. beat Nagy. The offensive yeah, genius that he is. Zimmer hasn't done period yet. Well, he beat the other guy, so maybe maybe this is in order. He beat uh, uh, LeBrock. What the hell's his name? Lafleur. 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 Not Lebrock. We all remember. Remember too. Kelly Lebrock. Kelly Lebrock. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. All yeah. right. That's Black Swan right there. Okay. Go ahead, David. <laughs> dude, dude it's not. Trust me. The last. <laughs> okay, time. I'm, I'm watching. Last time we won there was 2017. Time before was 2015. And then I'd have to look. It was way back beyond that. But there's only been four times in the last 20 years. This will, as Drew is correct, the decades start on the zeros. This starts the new decade. And things will change, and we will win again. You think so, huh? Yeah, well, you think about four and sixteen against a division rival, and we and we've supposedly been, or the you know the top one of the top teams in the division. You don't you're not a top team in the division going four and sixteen against your division rivals. That's Detroit Lion territory there. Yeah, not not it, on the road. Those not on the no. road, especially when the when the Bears have been, for the most part, for the most part. Mediocre to bad for a better part of these 20 years. 20 years. Right. right. But they do have a good defense. And the numbers will point to that. Drew, tell us about the numbers this week. The thing that stood out to me the most is probably where the Vikings are going to want to attack. It's pretty obvious that the Vikings' bread and butter is after eight weeks, after halfway through the season. They're going to run the football, try to just have Kirk be the game manager and not lose the game. Uh, the last, they are last in rushing the Bears' offense. So, if if Zimmer's smart, he will disrupt the pass game as much as he can and make them make them work at least try to try to run the ball for no gain and uh, try to try to go about that way. I mean, they're the worst rushing team in the league, so that's got to do nothing but help the Vikings up front. So, but they're they're they're, they're typically not great. Right ag- a great rushing team, and they always seem to run well against us. Now, granted, Tariq Cohen is out, and what do they got? Montgomery is basically the only only back they got of any note, isn't it? Yeah, I think Montgomery is down. They're 32nd in rushing, 21st in passing, and 29th overall on offense. So, And Nagy's an offensive guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's... Numbers are usually out the door when it, you know what you can count on this week. You can count on two or three weird ass trick plays from Nagy. It's coming. I'm telling you, it's he does it yeah, all the it time. Always does, yeah. Some kind of triple option down at the goal line on a two point play, a block or a fake punt. You got block punt on the mind. Fake punt, <laughs> fake field <laughs> goal, triple end around, stand on your head, kick the ball sideways. Whatever, some shit's coming because he does it to Zimmer all the time with the trick plays, but. This game is really going to be won and lost on the Vikings' bread and butter, which is the rushing attack against the front seven of the Bears, which, I mean, believe it or not, the Bears have a better pass defense than a rush defense. Their pass defense is seventh in the league, and their rush defense is 14th. So if the Vikings can have any success on the ground, which they haven't had there since that 2017 game when they ran for 159 yards, which probably had a lot to do with that win, since then – the last two games at Soldier Field, the Vikings have amassed 62 yards of rushing total. And, and how yards, many games? Two. They had in in 2018 they had they had 14 carries for 22 uh, 22 yards. 
And last year they had 40 yards on 16 carries. That's 62 yards of rushing offense over the course of two games. That's not that's wow. not going to get it done. Yeah, yeah that's and, and, and it sounds like it's averaging like maybe two yards a carry. Yeah, and if Give it comes down to that, you're throwing yeah. it all on Cousins mm-hmm. to win the game, and we, you know. I'm drinking, boys. It's all- <laughs> so they have, I don't know what it is, but Cook has never gotten on track in that stadium. He doesn't even look like he's near getting on track in that stadium. And this Sunday will be the test. It's going to be the test for Cook, but it's also going to be a test for this offensive line. We saw what they yeah. did at the team up in Wisconsin at Lambeau. We saw him destroy the Lions at the line of scrimmage. If they're for real, this is the test. The Chicago Bears. Yes. It's strength on strength. The Vikings' strength being their offense against the Bears' strength being their defense. Right. And that's the way it was. And Cook, back in 18, ran for 12 yards, and then 19 ran for 35 of those low totals. So he's got plenty of room to improve on that. And the question is, will he? And everybody (laughs) suspects that he should. But it's Soldier Field. Well, Ted, and that, Ted, that 2018 game, that guys, he had 12 yards on nine rushes. See, I, and and Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of gently push back on on expecting Cook to have a good game at Soldier Field. I, I have said, I have said this until uh, I'm purple in the face, as purple as this Vikings hoodie I'm wearing. But a zone blocking scheme has yet to work in the NFL that I'm aware of against an NFL defense that is as athletic as your offensive linemen are and bigger, which the Chicago Bears front seven is. The, yeah. you, can, you can mismatch a zone blocking scheme when you have bad defensive lines or unathletic defensive lines. You, you, you generally do not succeed when you have a defense as big and as athletic as the Chicago Bears are, and they always seem to be every year, and it's always a problem for the Vikings, whether they're facing them uh, in U.S. Bank Stadium or especially, for whatever reason, in Soldier Field. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing. You know, Dalvin's been Offensive Player of the Week for the last two weeks, but, you know, that – I'd like to say that the that the offensive line is going to be able to show us here, but th- like Drew said, this mm-hmm. is the test. You so, know, what do you think the our, Bears are going to do then? You you got the two you got the back to back NFC Offensive Player of the Week, and and, and if I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm going to say I don't care if I'm Matt Nagy. I walk into the defensive room and said, "Look, I'm just going to say hi before I go back to the offense." But this is what you're going to do. I don't care what it is, but I don't care who it is. But Dalvin Cook is not going to beat us. You're gonna yep. you're gonna put nine guys in the box. I don't care what you do, but you will stop Dalvin Cook. What's the Vikings' answer gonna be? That's exactly what he's done the last two years, Ted. That's his yep, been and approach. It, and it's right. worked. And it's, it's gonna worked. it's gonna go that way again. You're, and then you throw on top of all of it how well our the leader of our passing game tends to play in games like this. You know, Monday night games on the road on grass. You know. He hasn't since he's been here. He hasn't had great games with Chicago against Chicago. I think it, I remember what you say earlier this week, Drew. He he won a couple times when he was with the the uh, Washington team, but you know, there's nothing that points to our offense being able to do something if they shut Cook down, and that's going to be the million the eighty four million dollar question is if they can or not. Well, and that's the question. And part of that's going to be Dennison and his blocking and whether he schemes enough to move the line, eliminate some of those guys in the box just by a shift to get a, a single crease for Dalvin to hit. And if Dalvin gets through the box, he's gone. And I, I, I will say, I, yeah. I will say that if, if if Dalvin, if Dalvin can get to the second level, he's going to be tough to bring down. And and nobody breaks initial tackles better than Dalvin Cook. I think he's leading the league in yards after initial contact, or some weird by, yeah. By and then his elusive stat, stat like that. is 
ungodly. Yes. So there, there's that, but I, I don't know that there's a much better defense that's that's more fundamentally sound in terms of tackling and gap discipline and knowing their assignments and knowing their roles in the Bears. This is a tough order for the Vikings. They're strong and they're mm-hmm. fast. It's it's literally you've Denison's going to have to scheme it to get somebody to step off position. Yeah, scheme, huh? Uh, I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> you're dealing. You're dealing with. Okay. Dealing sounds with like a pyramid. The, sounds like a pyramid the, scheme, but you know. You had that team from Wisconsin and the team from the Lions, and between both those teams, they had probably one good linebacker. You're walking into a team. They specialize in linebackers. The Bears linebackers are fucking good. I don't know how else to tell they, you. They, all, they so always getting, are. I mean that. And Galvin, that, Galvin is. He's really good at getting to that second level. Like Ted said, once he gets to the second level, he's gone. You almost got to get past the second level to the third level with the Bears. Uh, I'm looking for, even if he pulls off some chunk plays to keep their their defense honest, the problem is going to be the three and outs when we're getting minus yards on rushing and they're just overpowering us. Then the Vikings go into a shell and they have a half, at the end of the half, they have 29 yards. That's what's been happening there. That and, and, then we keep, and we keep throwing six-yard passes to Chad Beebe on third and eight. Yeah, I, I don't. For me, for me, the key to this for the Vikings' offense is is um, manageable down and distance, staying ahead of down and distance. You know, Dalvin Cook, and it, I'm not, I'm not saying it wouldn't be great, Drew. If 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 Dalvin Cook can consistently get to the second and third level, the Vikings are going to have a good night. I think everybody agrees with that. I mean, if mm-hmm. if he gets if he gets past a linebacker and into the secondary, the Vikings have won that battle. Um, and, and I and I agree. It's just the last two games he's been so astonishingly bad yeah. in that stadium. It concerns right. me. So so for me, so for me, the key is on Monday is is to get you know sure get a chunk, but at least get positive yards. Get on first down if you're going to run the ball. Get three or four yards. Second and six is all, as as opposed to losing one or two. Second and six is a hell of a lot better than second and twelve. And then at second and six, now your whole playbook is open up, and you can you can do those short dump offs to to Chad Peavy for God's sakes, or or you can run the ball again on second down and, and get you know third and short, and now that you even have more options, and you've got you can roll Irv Smith and Rudolph into the mix there. So that that's going to be the thing. If if the Vikings and and this happens all the time, it seems like in Chicago, their offense cannot get on track because they're consistently second and ten, third and twelve. Second eleven, second and nine, third and fifteen, and and or or they'll make a they'll make a really good play and get it like second and short or even make a first down and they'll get zapped with a holding call or just something like that. They they yeah. have they they cannot they absolutely cannot do that on Monday and expect well and it no and then when it boils you know if Cook is getting slammed you know so we got those second longs or third and longs I mean that kills the play action and that's the one thing Kirk's good at is, you know, is throwing off a play action. But if they know that they're stopping the run, the play action basically goes out the window. I mean, then you're going to, you know, adjust on the fly, which, you know, we're always very good at. So we're probably okay there. But Well, one thing I'll say the Vikings do have going for them this week, and that's something I've seen a lot last week. How do you beat an athletic, speedy, quick, aggressive defense you beat them misdirection with screen, screen pass and misdirection mm-hmm. if they're smart they're, they'll keep the screen game as heavily as they were last week with the lions because that'll set the bears back that's how you beat them you get some successful screens you get you get the flow of the defense going one way with some misdirection you throw it back the other way on a on a slant or something but they're going to have to have an exceptional game plan with maybe some, a lot of creativity mixed in this week. And, and like Ted said, it, it seems like you, they go to the Soldier Field, the game starts gloomy, the Bears always drive and score first, always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do. And then it's three and out, three and out, three and out, first down, three and out. The Bears get another field goal. It's 10 nothing. then it's 10-3, then there's some weird fucking safety, and it's 10-5. So the Bears get, Bears get a pick six, 17 to five. Bears score again, 24 to five. Vikings get a touchdown, game's over. That's how it seems. We got to hit them in the mouth first. They let, yeah. they let 
Yeah. A backup quarterback come in and drive all the way down in the opening drive a couple of years ago. Remember that Chase Daniel comes in, drives all the way down. They score. We have to score first in Soldier Field for once. Can we score first one time? No. No, because we're because we'll win the we'll win the toss and we'll defer, give the Bears the ball first, and then they'll go march down and you know, Trubisky will be look like Joe freaking Montana or something and. I don't know what it is with that stadium, but it's so gloomy and shitty to us. I don't know what. I don't know. It, the Vikings. It's, it's, a, just, it's a crash flying saucer in the middle of a cow pasture. Yeah. That place. Is. Yeah. <laughs> they Terrible. Got, they are Vikings have moved into third in the NFL as a rush team, rushing the ball. They are third in the NFL. The Vikings. Which is that's good. I mean, that's great. But, yeah, that's great. One hundred and sixty yards a game. So. Well, I think we're all in agreement. That one thing I saw this week, Dalvin Cook has more yards rushing than nine teams in the NFL. Yeah, but look what he's done when he's gone to Soldier Field the last two years. Right. And that, but yeah, that's the problem that, you know, it, it's kind of like back when uh, Peterson was here when we go play San Francisco and he, you know, he could run for 200 yards the week before and he ran for 12 against San Francisco. Always, they, you know, Ted, are they going to get Cousins out of that pocket this week? Are they going to get him out in the po- out of the pocket with a little bit of area to see and move and throw, or are they going to leave him back there to get his ass whipped again? I think they have to move him. You know, we talked about the screens and the misdirections. Uh, part of that part of that misdirection is a naked woggle or a bootleg. You know, um, I, I I think, and when when you have a defense that that can pursue and get after the quarterback as well as Chicago's defense can. I think you really need to have a pocket that moves, sets up, you know, off off of a rollout, off a play action rollout, or if if you're not, man, you better be doing three step drops and a lot of short crossing stuff and and outs and and whatever. And, and Kirk can make those throws. It just it it just depends on how they game plan it and and how the Bears attack the Vikings offense initially and what the Vikings do to respond. I wonder. I wonder if Zimmer is, is thinking this week. The last two years, I've stuck to my offensive identity. I've gone in there the last two years. I'm going to run the ball. Running is my offense. That's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to run it. And the last two years, it's failed. I wonder if this year he's going to go in there and go. You know what? We're going to throw the ball the first drive. Or are we just going to start doing the same? We're we just going to go go with what's got us the we're, last two weeks. We're going to go the same because I, th- I honestly think before the or during the bye week. That the that Kubiak and Zimmer and everybody sat down and said, "Okay, how are we going to do this here? Okay, we can't let Kirk beat us, and how do we not let Kirk beat us? You minimize what he has to do. You let him hand the ball off to Cook twenty twenty five times, Madison another five to seven times, whatever, and only have Kirk throw when you need him to. You know, he's Every in the last two games. It it was what nineteen or twenty dropbacks last week and 14 against the team from Wisconsin. So, I mean, that that's one game where the throwing for most quarterbacks that are worth their salt at all in the league, you know, we're, we're treating him like he, it, you know, he's th- some marginal backup that our starter got hurt and we're just trying not to lose games until the starter comes back again. How long do they stick to the run before it fall, before they give it up when it starts when it's not working? That's my question. I, I think it depends. Uh, how do they get behind? I mean, because you know that 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 game scenario that that you so accurately portrayed, Drew. The one thing you forgot is the Vikings defense after that drive usually plays pretty well. They, they right they right they pretty yeah. much they pretty much stonewall the Bears for the better part of two and a half quarters, but. The Vikings offense keeps going three and out, three and out, three and out, and and they just get tired. And then it's at some point, no matter how good you're playing, when you get tired, you're going to start getting beat and you're going to start giving up points. I I would hope the Vikings, if they realize early that the, the running game is not going the way they expect it to, would make adjustments and start throwing it and making the Bears put a couple – more guys back in the secondary, not have eight dudes up in the box. Because look, for all of Kirk's troubles this year, he's still a talented quarterback, and he's got Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith, 
Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin out of the backfield. I mean, they could do some damage through the air if they have to. It's just, sure. are they going to make that choice to do so? That's that's a good question. That's a that's a really good question. And is he going to be able to, or is he going to wilt under the lights in prime time? That you know, I hate saying, okay, yeah, he always does it, so that's what's going to happen. But until he proves to me that it's not going to happen, you, you know, it's kind of hard uh, not you know, to think that way. I, I mentioned – oh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. I was about to say, it goes to that first long pass. It'll tell what? us how it goes. Just like I said last year. <laughs> Drew brought up this one. Oh. <laughs> it's, that, it's that first long pass. If he throws and he connects, he's going to have a good night. If, like we all suspect or should happen, the first play of this game, since they know Dalvin's one player a week last two weeks – you go to play action, fake the handoff to Delvin, and hit Justin Jefferson streaking down the side or Adam Thielen, right? But if they we do that and he goes up and he throws and then suddenly it's picked off, it's a long night. They they yeah. The Vikings don't have to go crazy offensively, guys. The Bears average nineteen points a game. That's it. They're not very good offensively. So if the Vikings no. can think think of themselves around the twenty five to thirty range. To whatever we got to do, we got to put up those points. Whether it means kicking a field goal, or scoring, whatever they got to do to get above twenty points, because the Bears, they're not a very prolific offense. If you're if you're averaging only nineteen points in this in football today, that's not very good. Especially um, this conversely, year. Conversely, you know, I don't know how much passing yards Cousins is going to get on it against a defense that only gives up two eighteen a game. Two hundred eighteen yards is squat for an NFL wow. team. That's not yeah. a lot. So that, and that's in this day and age, it's really good. Yeah. I think he's only throwing for a couple hundred yards a game. So they got to come up with a game plan to think, all right, if we get to the 24-point range, 24 to 28 points, we're probably good to go. I mean, I'm saying that, you know, regardless of how much we got about 30 a game, but their offense isn't a quick strike. Uh, they're not the Chiefs, man. The Bears have to drive no. the field on you. They get defensive penalties on you. They nitpick five yards here and there. And they work it down, and that's how, you know. What's their record? Five what's five the Bears' four, record? I think. Five and four. They're five and four. They yeah. average nineteen points a game. I mean, that's that doesn't add up. No, so they're winning their games I, low scoring. You're, but you're still asking. You're still asking the Vikings to put twenty four points up on a really good defense. Well, we can put up forty points anytime we we choose to, so twenty four shouldn't be a problem. (laughs) Well, they give up they give up on average twenty one a game. They give up that's what the Bears average giving up points allowed. So, uh, I I I don't know. I don't know. I'm really interested to see what the first quarter game plan is going to be because it's adjustments need to be made. I mean, these are two teams that know each other pretty well. So, yeah. Um, I but I think the trick. I mentioned this at the top. I think the trick plays are coming. I think they are. And it's going to anger the shit oh, out of me, and I'll probably break yeah, another Nag- remote. Nagy always has them. I mean, you're going to get run Patterson on some jet sweeps or something, or, you know, they line him up all over the place, and they're going to, you know, you get it. I mean, we knew it from when we had him. If he has the ball in his hands, he can make a lot of things happen. It just wasn't always easy to get it in his hands. But, you know, beyond that, I mean, their, their wide receiving core isn't – Elite by any means. I mean, they're receivers. Is it Robinson. Tom Waddle is Tom Waddle still there? Waddle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Willie Willie Galt. Is Tom Waddle still there? Willie Galt. Um, you know, we we were talking we were talking earlier about uh, Kirk and primetime and elite and all this other stuff, and and I, I think we all agree. I, I got a I got a couple stats I'm going to throw out here at you guys. Yeah, yeah. So anybody know off the top of their head? And I think we all agree the Vikings damn near have to win out if if or or go seven and one if if people who think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs turn out to be profits. Playoffs right? likely, yes. Playoffs. So so, so th- this win is a big deal. Yes, it is. This is a big deal. Yeah, you yeah. got you got to get the Absolutely division. Is. We got to win your division games. You got it. You got to get 
Now they're now they're going to let anybody in. So who knows? Five and eleven might make the playoffs this year. Right. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> anyways, Every, everybody but the Jets makes the playoffs. Well, I'm about to say, <laughs> the NFC East. But anyways, to get ten and six, the Vikings need to go seven and one. So getting Ooh. a win in Chicago would be a big deal. Do you guys know off the top of your head what Mike Zimmer's Monday Night Football record is on the road? Probably over. Overall? As, as a head coach of the Vikings since 2014, he's had one Monday Night Football game on the road every year. 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Do you know what his record is in those Monday Night? You say 0-5. Don't I it? Say Dave, five. what do you say? I, don't know. I say over. One they have won one. one. He won Seattle? one. That 2017 game against the Bears was a Monday oh, night game. Okay. He's one and four. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. It was a night. Uh, remember that now. now. Now, two of those losses have come to the 2015 San Francisco 49ers, who were ass, and the 2016 Chicago Bears, who went three and 13. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, so – so this is a this is a big deal. They got to win this game. You guys know off the top of your head what Mike Zimmer's second half record is. The Vikings are three and five. Uh, average second half record. Average second half. Average second half. Eight games. Three, what, what's his uh, win loss record over the last eight games? Three and five. five. He's actually he's actually twenty seven and twenty one, which is pretty good. In in 2014, he went four and four, and they finished seven and nine that year. So he's about 2015. Five and three. In in 20 in 2015, he went five and three when the Vikes finished 11 five won the division. 2016, he went three and five. At the time, the Vikes were five and three. They finished eight and eight, and missed the playoffs. Yeah, but the whole 2017, he, the Vikes kicked that. ass. That was the year they went to the NFC Championship, and right. they, he went seven and one in the second half, and the Vikes went 13 and three. Every time uh, you read off a record, Dave's spewing out an excuse for him. Yeah, well, yeah that was <laughs> offensive line. Yeah, that was last year. Well, it was 2006. <laughs> last year he went. Vikings started off six and two, finished four and four. So you take away, <laughs> you take away that seven, and you can't. You can. I'm I'm making statistics to make my point. I get it. I'm creating statistics to make my point. But you take away that seven and one season, which you you cannot rightfully do, because that was a hell of a year. But he is he is twenty and twenty over one, two, three, four, five of his six years as a head coach. He is twenty and twenty in the second half. And add that on to that this is the off year where he typically is not gonna make hasn't made the playoffs. The odds oh, of yeah, going so, oh, because you know we only care that the Vikings are good every other every year. every other so, year, yeah. So, 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 off so, year, oh, so here we go, here we go. Oh, here we go. In those off years, he was four and four, three and five. And four and four, so so he's not going any better than three and five or four and four this off this the second half because yeah, it's an so, off year. So, so and we'll, we accept we'll off years. We accept losing and we accept right. mediocrity here in Minnesota. So we'll go four and four and finish seven and nine and but pick miss out on any really good players. Hummer, yep. he had Anthony Barr. He'd finish eight and zero. Well, I mean, my whole point of that was that no, the, those the Vikings are good act- right there. The Vikings absolutely have to win this game Monday night if if they even want to seriously entertain the thought of sneaking in the back door of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Historically, Mike Zimmer does not have his team show up and play well on Monday night games on the road. And for the most part, in most seasons, they're just an average football team the second half of the year. They're going to go 7 I mean, I'm just saying. 7-1 will give yeah. them that seventh spot. If they go six you and think? two, it'll be close. And if the NFL has to cancel games, then you add Dude. another playoff position. Yeah, you, you imagine you imagine what uh, Flip is saying to us right now. Flip is oh, going Flip's nuts. going nuts. Oh. <laughs> Shut well, up, guys. What, what I'm trying to do is is remove any hope anybody who watches this show <laughs> thinks the Vikings of going to the playoffs. I mean that's Abandon my whole point. All hope ye who enter here. They're not. They're not going seven and one. I mean he's done that once, and he had at the time in 2017, he had arguably the best defense in Vikings history that wasn't part of the Purple People Eaters era. He doesn't have the defense mm-hmm. to go seven and one. He doesn't no. have the defense to do it now. He doesn't have the. He's 
pretty good offense, but it's not an offense that can win shootouts regularly. Like, well, like again, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks can, for example. Here you go, Ted Glover. Oh, that's right now, funny. currently, after eight weeks, the Vikings give up 413 yards a game, and they give up 30 <laughs> points a game. Oh that goes seven and one, giving up 413 yards a game and 29 points a game. You're not going no. seven and one. But no, to no. be on, a, on the opposite side of that, um, what rank is the Vikings offense? Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. 11th overall they're slowly moving up they they've been moving up a couple spots every week they're now third overall rushing offense in the whole league that's uh, pretty good yeah there's yeah. only two teams better than them, 160 yards a game they're still 25th in passing and uh they score 27 points a game so if they can hit their average this week they at least got a shot the, I, I can't the believe they're spending that much money on quarterbacks and wide receivers 25th. and they're 25th in the nfl in passing right. 222 but passing throwing, yards. Throwing the game. ball 34 times in the last two games won't, is not going to get you up the ladder very high on the, uh, you know, in the rankings. But the Vikings, you want to hear a stat that'll blow your mind? Is it from PFF? Yes. It's from PFF. Okay. Where's Kirk Cousins ranked? Way too high in, term, PFF. in terms of quarterbacks, ranked one through 32. My 20th? 20th. I'm going to go Overall, 20th. I'm going to go, let's see. I'm going to go common sense tells me 18 to 25. Subtract 15% because it's PFF 7th. <laughs> <seventh. laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. He's carry, ranked, carry the one divided by pi. He's yeah. ranked 11th. And you know why he's ranked 11th? <laughs> You know why he's ranked? I'm about to tell you. You know why he's ranked 11th? Because they're on crack? Because he hasn't thrown more than, dropped back more than 20 times in the last two games. He hasn't made mistakes in the last two games. And because of that, That his rankings moved up. That ranking but, but system what, is fucking cheese dick, though. But, but what is, about the first six by, games? By, by that, by he that was lower. Rationale. He was much lower. And it's because he's not making rationale, some mistakes. He's a top ten up. quarterback. Yeah, that, <laughs> that means the ranking system is bad. I mean, yes, on, it do, it's not taking the, into effect the, the, the only real certain things. Spot where, where PFF does a decent job of ranking things is positions that are typically hard because they don't put up points, stuff like offensive line. They do a decent job with that. But when you when you take the PFF and then you take the eye test, you can take PFF and crumple it up and throw it in a goddamn garbage can. The eye test is going to tell you what it is. I don't care if PFF says he's the number one goddamn quarterback in the league. He's about 20 to 25, like Ted said. But what I, it, it, it shows the flaw in their system. Right. Oh, yeah. It, you, don't, you don't have that, to tell us there's, there's flaws no. in their system, Dave. Our Seagull White, Whiteside showed me the fucking flaw in their system. I now, saw that years ago. What Come they on, say dude. is when you take that over 
somebody's career, their numbers are dead on. And for the most part, they are. But it's just when you're looking at it in a small sample, he's not the 11th best. By the eye test, I mean, Cousins always puts up Hold on, hold on, hold on. Dead, 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 dead. Dave, wait, I, I don't I don't understand that last part. So when you take when you average out what they're saying is his his eleventh overall ranking is if you were to extrapolate it through his entire no, career. No, 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 no. His eleventh all ranking is this season because he hasn't made any mistakes in the last two games. He goes up, right? When other quarterbacks okay. may throw right. four hundred yards, but they have one interception, right? That dings them down. But what PFF says for all their grades and PFF's wow. system is that if you look at somebody's career, all those numbers, they may seem wacky. Dalvin Cook runs for a bazillion yards and four TDs, and he only gets a, you know an 87 score or whatever it was. And people are like, what? And they go, well, it's because he had blocking out there, right? He wasn't doing all the work. So that's the way it was. But if you take I, somebody I, over their I, career so what and take so their numbers, what? their numbers are correct. At the end of the career, they average out. It's just like oh, you're, taking you're saying that they quarterback take wins. Oh, if you okay. take quarterback wins over a career, the quarterback is who his wins are. No matter, you can say, hey, he's a 500 quarterback, and you can go, but he's great. He throws. 4,000 to 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns every year. But if they're in garbage time, they're in garbage time. He is a five and, you know, a 500 quarterback. Let, let me That's ask this how question. they do that. It's math. Let, let me ask this question. It's, it's, it's common core math. It's that new bullshit. Yeah. It may be. It, it, there, there are 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, sorry. Those how many of those would, <laughs> how many, how many of those would you take over Kirk Cousins? Most. <laughs> more yeah. more more than ten? Yes. I'm saying more than twenty. I I'd have to look yeah. at it. I'm pretty sure I would go I, more I'm than right, ten. It'd be right now. I'd probably go more 20, than fifteen. Twenty okay. to twenty two range probably. I'd, we we did I did this exercise on the on the uh, page a couple weeks ago. And you know, that, realistically that's, that's where right. I am with Kirk. Well, so ba- but going back to how Dave says they do the rankings, so basically you take over a career, you have you have rankings that are way the hell off every year, but when you average them all together at the end, then they're right on. So, is the Pennsylvania Election Board doing this stuff for them, or what the oh, hell? No. Oh, here we go. No politics, man. <laughs> no, no politics. politics. No politics. No politics. But I'm just I'm just um, saying the numbers don't add up. All right. I yeah. just I, yeah. I I mean I, I agree with Rhino. Uh, PFF has its place. Being able to to compare. Positions that are historically impossible to compare, like offensive linemen and defensive linemen, linebackers, that's great. But everything else I really take with a grain of salt. All right. Would you take Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Yes. Tom Brady. Yes. Let's get get rid of the obvious ones. Obviously. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen. Yeah, I'd take Allen. This year, I sure would. Okay. There's five. Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. Matt Ryan. Push. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it's close, but. Dak Prescott. Before Healthy Dak, Dak yes. Yeah. Dak Prescott is basically Kirk Cousins there, so it's kind of a push. I mean, they're both put up big numbers, but they don't win, so. Yeah, but Dak's got some other talents that Kirk does. You know what? Um, you save yourself a bunch of time. I'd take Mike fucking Tomsack over Kirk Cousins. Yeah, go okay. Bucks, baby! <laughs> it's probably going to be easier to go in the other direction, okay? Uh, how about. Would you take Nick Foles? No. Mitch no. Trubisky? Hell no. no. Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky are what? Five and three? <laughs> five and four. Five and five four? four. <laughs> My point is... Keep going. With we Kurt. have a whole list to My, go through. Well, I'd go through My them all, was, but I mean, it's... My point with Kirk is the Vikings are are now tasking him to do something that Mitchell Trubisky could do if yeah. he were with the Vikings. Yet yet the Vikings are paying Kirk Cousins 
to not be that guy. They they are paying Kirk Cousins to be a franchise guy to put the team on his back when the chips are down and drive the field to win the game in in the fourth quarter. Uh, and and they paid wide receivers a lot of money to Kirk Cousins for Kirk Cousins to throw to. And now they're saying, you know what, Kirk, we just want you to be a game manager. Yeah, because it and increases that, our chances to win. Because they, it increases our chances to win. Because we put, can run. Ted, because if we Ted, put the ball in your Ted. hands, Kirk, you lose. We're going to lose. They're not Go only ahead, paying Drew. him, they're extending him. Yes. That's just it. The Vikings have a six games plan. into an extension. They realize that they can't trust him to win them a game. And they can't, and so, half the time they can't trust him to not lose it. Well, we're going to find out because he may have to win this game Monday night. I he think very yeah, well I, may have I to step so. up and win this game Monday night. And win is besides what that Bronco game. That's a real. That's the game you can say Kirk Cousins won for us. Yeah, that, that that's that's the one that in New Orleans. The, the one in the one in nineteen regular season opportunities he had to lead a comeback. Denver was the one. Can't can't take 19. that New Orleans one away from him. Can't take that. No, I mean, it's, it's regular. It, it's playoffs. And that was arguably the best throw of his career and Adam Thielen's best catch of his career. Oh, absolutely. But, but I mean, the overwhelming evidence is that when it when it comes down to it, man, Kirk Kirk ain't your guy. And you're paying him to be your and you're and you're paying him to be your guy. You're paying him elite and, and, money. To and he ain't. you're paying and him he to be one of the one no, of these it, guys it, where where you when the game is on the line, you know, you watch like Kansas City and they're down by four with a minute and a half to go. Mahomes has the ball. You're like, Kansas City is going to win this damn game. Same thing with Seattle. When Russell Wilson got the ball back, when we were playing him, there wasn't a one of us that didn't think Russell Wilson was going to run down the field and score the touchdown and beat us. When Kirk has that opportunity, they're like, we're, we're all sitting there like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, we thought but that was Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. But my question to you guys concerning Zimmer and Spielman, they knew he wasn't the guy before they extended him. Why extend him? Why not just play it out this season and go, all right, we're just going to get through this shit. We're going to get through this nightmare, and we're going to move on. Why Why prolong it? Why make it worse? Because they, because they were trying to sell the bill of goods that this wasn't a rebuilding year, and oh, they needed cap go, space. Dude. It's egos. To, to bring in, yeah, it, it's and that's the thing. Spielman's ego doesn't let him admit that he's wrong and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Well, I, I would argue also the uh, that that win in New Orleans, that was a clutch moment by Kirk. You can't take that yeah. away from him. It was a big moment. It was sure. a game. It was a game nobody, I mean nobody, thought the Vikings were going to win. Yeah, and it was Kirk great didn't play a great game. He, he, Kirk didn't play a great game, but, but when it mattered, brother – he got it done. And and that was, I think, a, a moment in time where the Vikings thought, oh, okay, he, he, he finally got over. Because everybody was saying, well, now that you finally break through and you get over that hurdle, then it was, you know, like, Phil, remember we everybody's talking about Phil Mickelson. Can't win a major, can't win a major. Finally wins a major, then he wins like, you know, half a dozen or whatever it is. Right. And I think that was the thinking with Kirk at the time, and that was incorrect. Yeah. So, Speaking of majors, we have the Masters on this weekend for those that love golf. Like two people, okay? Yeah. I like golf. I, I like the Masters. Big it's it's, tradi- it's tradition start of spring. It's obviously 2020 well, and we, in the fall. But. Can we talk about that on the Masters show? Can you guys tell me who's playing corner this week instead? <laughs> you can put me to sleep. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Corner. Let's play corner. <laughs> It'll, I know we got Gladney, Gladney, Gladney is one. We got off of the, the, the the train went off on the Kirk Cousins. It's better than this quarterback. Let's steer it back and let's talk about our defense for a minute because I'm really interested yes. in hearing yeah. Rhino and Ted Glover talk to me about the defense. The Bears are minus three, just like us. Turnover ratio. They're just as bad as we are. They have given up 23 sacks, which is how many more than us? Seven more sacks than we've given up. They've given up 23. We've given up 16. So tell me defensively, tell me about the corners. Tell me how we're going to attack the Bears and tell me how we're going to win this game defensively. I Go mean, ahead, Rhino. Well, I mean, this is, you know, going to be another key show, you know, seeing 
how glad he's developing. I mean, he's looked pretty good the last two weeks. I think, you know, he's starting to get it a little bit. You know, there's still going to be the rookie mistakes, of course. But, and I mean, you look at the beginning of that Detroit game last week, both Gladney and Boyd were flying all over the place, coming up on run support, plowing into people. I mean, making hits, making tackles. I mean, that they were aggressive and they looked pretty damn good considering. Now, we just need to get more people stepping up and able to do that. Now, is Dantzler clear concussion protocol yet? I haven't heard. Not that I've heard, but he's not as of yet, I don't think. We're into the second week, so you would expect him to clear this week. Right. And then now we've got a couple of Holton Hill with IR. Right, which not a big loss because he wasn't playing with a crap when he was here, but um we we got a couple of the guys we picked up at the 7-Eleven on the way home the other day um that Cordera Hankersley or whatever but I don't know if hey whatever his hey, name was hey Cor- you at the slippery Cor- machine Corduroy Hanky or whatever his name is you at the so, slippery ma- yeah, hey can you play can you play corner you no I'm talking to you at the slippery machine yeah, right. come here <laughs> hey big, big so, dog, get over here come on the the guys the guys on the depth chart behind Gladney and Dantzler who are your two listed starters are Mr. Hond, Mr. Harrison Hond, and <laughs> Chris Boyd. Well, Boyd so, played and I, handed. And, and didn't – I saw something. Didn't hand – didn't he get hurt or something? I don't know. I, I think every cornerback on the roster is hurt besides yeah. Black say, right haven't, now. Haven't they Jeez. all gotten hurt at one point in time? So, if he's hurt, Ted, do we say aloha to Mr. Hond? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Um, you know, the Bears' offense, they're not intimidating in any way, shape, or form. There's not a, no. there's not a guy on the Bears' offense that you, you look and say, I got I to gotta stop that guy on every play like there is no, with, none. with Alvin Cook for the Vikings. None. That said. None. Well, that Allen said, Robinson is their – their best he's receiver. their best receiver, yeah. But um, you know, he's, the, no, he's no, he's no tier one. He's no Julio Jones, though. Let's let's be honest. No, but you know, the the, the problem that we run into with this is that we're we've been so historically bad there the last couple three years, and while Chicago's offense is not good, they do just enough, so they end up beating us by three points or five points or whatever it ends up being. You know, it'll be. It's a low-scoring match, but we can't do jack squat, and they just can't do squat. You know, so it's well. What's driven me crazy the last few years is Mitch Trubisky, and like I said, opening the show, there's talk of Mitch Trubisky starting this week. Mitch Trubisky would sit there and get where our defensive rush would come in, and then he'd escape out and get first downs, twenty yards, and drive us all nuts. He, he's currently listed as doubtful, and Ted, and, and if, and if Trub- my memory Trubisky serves me Trubisky correct, the, yeah, and, and if my got. memory serves me, if my memory serves me correct, the last time we faced Nick Foles, we were on the wrong end of a thirty-eight-seven ass whipping in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Well, what were you going to say, Ted, when you said they don't really have any stars? Were you going to pile something on top of that, or was it? Yeah, I was going to say, you know. That 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 was it. That said, you know they don't. There's nobody you got to stop. But that said, they've got, you know, two quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, that have had a lot of success against the Vikings, and and I just I'm wary of what they're going to do. I mean, it just seems there's there's always somebody from the Bears that you have never heard of before, and he's like five three, right. he weighs 140 pounds, and the next thing you know, he's going all Tim Biakapatuka against Ohio State, running for 300. 40 yards and catching 12 passes. And you're like, who is this clown? And you ever hear from him again? And that's what I'm afraid is going to happen Monday night. Remember that, remember that one game that I think it was a Thursday night or a Monday night or Neil Anderson came out and just kicked our ass yes! at the dome, yeah. in the dome. And we're going, yes, the fuck is Neil Anderson. Neil so who? Like, yeah. It's like the next game we play, oh, they don't got any backs. And some guy named Matt Suey gets three touchdowns. It's always somebody. <laughs> God, always- I just, geez. Yeah, didn't, they have a, didn't they have a game, maybe that two, 2017 or 2015 game where they started out, their running back ran like 80 yards on the first play? 
We were going. Yeah, I, don't remember, um, I can't remember. Can't remember. Somebody ran. It might oh, have been what? Montgomery in his rookie year. I don't know who it was, but it started out shit. It always starts out shitty. <laughs> always yeah. on that. And then they gave up a safety, and then Bradford got benched, and yeah, whatever. I, I, it's well, just, yeah, it's gonna Bra- be a Bradford game, couldn't man. even walk. He just came back out, out from under center and fell down because he couldn't move. It's always there, a weird game there. It always is. Yeah, always. And and the Vikings are the victim of like, you know, they they get tackled for a safety, or they, or or they get a blocked punt, you know, or, or they drop or the they, punt. Yeah. yeah. Or the, or the drop the punt, or the punter misses the kick when he with his foot. I, I don't know. I just you, you know what you know what's funny. The schedule there, comes out every year. I always go. Can we please play at Soldier Field in a Sunday morning game? Well, it's morning here in the West. I just want to play them in a normal game. It's not on prime time. Play them during the day and let's get it over with. Whenever I see a yeah. Monday night or a Thursday night game at Soldier Field. Nick, 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 it just the air it. comes out that, of me, man. It does. That that, that game here's should the, be. Here's the forecasted weather for Monday night. That's a lot of fucking numbers, man. You want me to read all that? Well, it's anywhere from 41 <laughs> degrees to 36 degrees by the time the game's over. Do your, do your nuts shrivel up at 36 degrees? Do your nuts shrivel up? I don't know. I'm in California. You guys tell me. Is that cold or what? <laughs> no. That's not bad. No? Okay. Not bad. Long as it's clear and cool, she'll be able to get cousins out on the outside without breaking off an icicle. I mean, we can get, got to get him, got to get him on the perimeter, man. If he stands in the pocket, it's not going to end well. No. All right. I, I, see, with, see what happens. With that, let's do last words. Rhino, you got any? <clears throat> Black Swan. I mean, uh, you know, no, not Black Swan. <laughs> you, no, I got um, one. How about Phoebe Cates, Richmond High? There you go. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and all the millennials but, are going, what? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, what the hell is fast? No, that's all right. Um, I mean, this is going to be a, a big test. You know, we're going to see if our uh, offensive line is finally starting to make something of themselves or if the last two weeks have just been a mirage against a bad Detroit team and a – team from Wisconsin that had no interest in trying to tackle anybody. You know, if, if uh, we can get some holes opened up for cook and we can get the run game going then I think we're going to, we got a good chance at having a good night. But if it's been like it is the last couple of week, years, you know, where it's one yard, one yard, minus five, minus two, three yards, minus one. And we're, we getting them second and third and long. And, you know, we're still the, highest team in the league running on second and long second and 10, whatever, you know, and if, if we're getting nothing on first down, we try to run again on second down and then we end up throwing to BB for five yards on third down. I mean, it's going to be a long freaking night, you know, and we get, and if we get into that, then we got to make damn sure that the special teams did some extra work this week. So we don't have block punts like we did last week. Oh, because I mean, it it could very well boil down to whoever makes that one or two bad mistakes is the one that's going to lose this game. You have two block punts against the Bears in Soldier Field. You're not going to win. You're toasted. No, you're done. Speaking of special teams, Austin Cutting is presently on COVID IR for being in proximity of somebody with COVID. They expect him to be available Monday. David's so going to send flowers to the funeral. Yes. The, the, he hasn't practiced all week. Not that I think that's a big deal. Probably a naked, He's a long snapper. Dick. What do they practice? Snap. Dave, don't send him any dick pics. He doesn't want those. Okay. Hell. <laughs> TMI. Ted, Ted, last words? Uh, okay, here's the deal. It's going to be – the score is going to be weird. It's going to be like 18 to 16. It's going to be a weird score. And the Vikings will have an opportunity to kick a game-winning field goal, <clears throat> and, it, and it's going to be like a it's going to be like a forty-eight yarder, and and Bailey's going to have to get all of it, and it, and you're going to think you know there's no wind, he's got he's he's having a good year, he's going to nail it, and he's going to plant his left foot, and it's going to slip on the on the on the freaking cow pasture oh. turf, and, and he's going to and he's going to he's going to whiff on the kick. And then who's whoever the holder is going to call fire, and he's going to run, 
and he's going to try and throw the ball down the field, and it's going to be caught. It's going to be caught. It's going to be caught. And the guy, whoever catches it, it's going to be, it's going to be like the the I don't know, Irv Smith Jr. And he's going to catch it on the twelve, and and he's going to break a tackle, and he's going to be walking in. And he's going to fumble it out of midair. And it's going to go out of the end zone and the Vikings are going to lose. That's how the game's going to end. Or Bailey's going to hit, hit a field goal. I'm telling you, there's going to weird, weird things happen in Soldier Field. I fully expect absolute, complete, bizarre weirdness. I can't and even the Vikings, follow that I, I'd like, I hope the Vikings win. I just, man, until they can win consistently up there, I just, I'm just, I okay. dread this game. Every year, I dread it. As, as much as I'd love to see that ending, because that would make every highlight real for the rest of my life, it's like I the, am going to go with. Uh, you guys, you guys know I'm a big pattern guy. I follow a lot of patterns. I do. I do a lot of things in my life with patterns. Uh, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go with this. In 2015, we won the game on the last play with a game-winning field goal from Blair Walsh, 36 yarder. We won the game. In 2017. We won the game on the last play of the game, which is a field goal by Kai Forbath. So the last two times we won there, it's with zeros on the clock in a field goal. So damn it, I'm going to play the pattern game. I'm going to say Bailey with the game winner by three. But this time we win by two. I'm going to call him 26-24. But I think it's going to be by two. But I think we're going to – I'm going to go with the pattern game-winning field goal, which doesn't even come close to the fire Ted just threw out there. I mean, Herb Smith stumbling into the end zone like Pete Banaszak and shit. That would be a hell of an ending. Remember Banaszak? Stabler to Banaszak to Casper on the Holy Roller? That would be a hell of a way to end it. But I'm calling Bailey with the game winner. And no, I'm not drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Meow, meow, Viking cow. Dave, what do you think? How, How do you see this game unfolding in Soldier Field? It's been a house of horrors, and I don't know. House but of I, horrors or a house of horrors? Horrors. Oh, but okay, I okay. guarantee no, the you. Other one, the other one probably would be more enjoyable. <laughs> I guarantee you we'll be here 15 <laughs> minutes after the game ends for Good Morning Gallahorn in the Raw to discuss that game and give you our game reactions. Will it be as Ted said, as Drew said, or do you think, as Rhino said, or do you think the Vikings are going to go in and whip their butts? We'll find out. Join us 15 minutes after the game. And until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy great food, friends, everything else. And Skull Vikings! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. If you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. What once seemed improbable is happening now. Insurance is front and center for tech companies who are finally commanding the space they occupy in every other industry. Behind the disruption is Cover Genius, the insure tech for embedded insurance that protects customers of the world's largest digital companies. 
Available at Amazon, Intuit, Flipkart, eBay, Booking.com, Skyscanner, Ryanair, and Southeast Asia's largest company, Shopee. CoverGenius's platform makes it easy for their global partners to embed insurance and warranty bundles, and especially rundles, within their booking path or signup, connecting customers with the protection they need. And with global licensing and end-to-end capabilities across all industries, from property to travel, fintech, logistics, the gig economy, and retail, CoverGenius can build and distribute any kind of insurance and process claims in all 50 states and in more than 60 countries, all through a single integration. Because your customers are at the center of everything, CoverGenius pays claims instantly and maintains an NPS of 65 plus, the highest in an industry where traditional insurers rely on paper forms, missed calls, and mailed checks to deliver NPS below zero. Give your customers the peace of mind they deserve. Visit CoverGenius.com slash Vox today to learn more. CoverGenius, the insure tech for embedded insurance.